Congratulations, <laughs> mate. Well, mate, well done. Well done. Welcome, everybody, to episode 150 of the Dawson D Show. And like you said, congratulations. Well, We've done it. Huge achievement. Huge Massive. achievement. I mean, we're, we're only just beginning, as we that's always right. say to everyone. But I guess there, there's an opportunity right now to stop and smell the roses a bit in 150. So thanks to everyone yep. who's listened to any episode throughout those 150. Um, and if you haven't already, make sure you tell your friends about it. Get them that's on right. board because... Uh, yeah, we have a lot of fun here on the Dawson Day Show, and we have for 150 episodes. 150 the best. What would you say 150 the best? Uh, how many out of that 150 would be you know, real quality that you'd be really happy to show someone that one, you've, one, that one you've fi- just one, met? 150. 150. Uh, maybe, maybe, uh, one, maybe 146, maybe. Yeah, so, what, yeah, what were the first however many just yeah. with us two? Yeah. That, yeah, they're not yeah. the most proudest moments. But uh, more, more, more of cringiness, yeah, you know, that's when, right. when you look back now and you're... You, you're more established. You look back at those episodes and you, you can't help but want to dig a hole and jump at it when you hear it because it's just your voice. You know when you hear your own voice on video? Yeah. It's like that. That's exactly right. That's a great point. But we're here. We do this now pretty much once a year. We get to celebrate the uh, the 50 milestones. We've done the 100 episode, which feels like yesterday. I remember making that uh, stupid little intro with with some of our sound effects. Yeah, that, that feels that, like not that long ago at all. It feels like that. And uh, that was at the old place and now we're here. And uh, gosh, it's it, time flies. I'm just... Proud, I'm excited. Me too. We don't get to reflect very much. Well, today's going to be a, a bit of everything. So we are going to go down a very different, different hole, Doss and D, because yes. Doss and D are going to interview each other, right? Mm. Now, this has never happened on the Doss and D show. It's something we've always talked about. D will ask me, he's picked 10 questions and we're going deep. I think this is deep. It's going to be a mixture. It might be, might, might be a little bit of a laugh, but... We don't know what each other's written no. down. So D's got 10 questions for me. I've got 10 for him. And we're just going to basically ask each other, you know, what we really want to ask each other. It could go down many different paths. It could be, it could be religion. It could be spirituality. It could be, it could be sex. I don't know. It could Who knows? Be, it could be, uh, you know, the, the meaning of life. I don't know. We don't know. Life. It could be anything. I'm a bit nervous, but I'm very excited because, yes, we do do a lot together. And lately, in the last few episodes, 100 episodes or, show, or so, I should say, when we're together, they're more entertaining, a bit more silly. We've shared everything. So it's actually hard to think of stories we haven't told yet. So today... We're going to see each other like we've never seen before, which is just, I'm very excited. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to go deep. And then, of course, we asked you guys to send in questions. So we've got a bunch of them we're going to get through. And that's probably going to be a bit more Doss and D related as a team. Probably a bit more funny, maybe a bit silly. Bit of both. Bit of both. So we'll answer that together. And that'll be it. That'll be it for today, for 150, but this will be great. So, again, be, might be a bit more serious today, but strap yourselves in because I'm very excited now. Well, let's do it. Who's first? Do we do rock, paper, let's scissors? Let's do a rock, paper, scissors now, and then we'll take us to the next segment. So, but, who, uh, if whoever wins, does that mean they're interviewing or not interviewing? You choose. I reckon whoever wins gets interviewed. All right, winner gets interviewed first. Yeah. All, right. all right. Rock, paper, scissors. So you I'm interviewing interview you me. first. All right, yep. I'm going to interview Doss. Wade Custerson, welcome to the Dawson D Show. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Danny. I've the, been calling you that a lot lately. It's great, actually. You're actually calling me by the name that uh, most people call me by. But for the next 20 minutes or so, I'm not sure how long this will go. This all of a sudden, my mouth has become dry. Yeah, it's a bit nervous. Uh, this is all going to be about yourself. Okay. Right? So I've come up with some 10 questions. There's a couple rules to this. You're not allowed to ask me back. You know, what do you think? Or you can't, you just have to answer the questions. Some of them may lead into a bit of a deeper conversation. I may expand on the question a bit further if need be. This is yeah, this is Wade Cusserson or Doss, like you've never seen him before. So what I've tried to do with these questions is I've tried to pick things that perhaps we haven't addressed before on the show. So we're not trying to go over some things. We know a lot about you or people can go back and hear a bit about what makes you you and your life and all the funny and great things about yourself. But I've picked some things that I'm not sure we've covered. So are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, so let's let's start a bit easier and move progress a bit harder as we go. So, okay. all right, yeah. Doss. Yep. Looking at your life, what areas do you think you could improve on? But also give us one or two th- areas that you're really pleased with. Oh, I like that. I'm the first person to put my head up and say I'm probably one of those people who I'm never satisfied with things mm-hmm. ever. Like, so, so to kind of think of things that I'm proud of, I struggle with that. But if I was to say things that I am proud of, I'll say those first. It's a really easy one, but I'm proud of doing this together and creating this. And then I, th- I think one of the biggest things I'm proud of is actually deciding like probably like three or four years ago, we were talking about it the other day, but about like we a world that's full of a lot of pressure and a lot of uncertainty around like, you know, what, what you should do with your life. And I kind of just chose the idea of just doing it the way I want to do it. And we both, that's how we align. And then, yeah, when I decided that, I kind of cared less what people think. So I think one of the biggest things I'm proud of is actually just living true to the life that I want. 
if I'm working a big for a big corporate job that a lot of people would do, like you almost feel like you are completely like there's so many people that just feel like that that's all they can like they're trapped that's it and I feel like my mindset I'm proud of the mindset that I have which is like if I don't like it I don't care what anyone thinks like I'll just go and do something else and yep. then I'll do another thing then I'll do another thing like I'm not I, yeah that, that's probably what I'm really proud of is I'm just not afraid to change things. But in saying that, like, there's so many things in my life that I should be proud of as well. Like, well, we'll think also think about just characteristics. So it might yeah. be some things that you're happy, like things that you think you do really well. So it could just be it's so personality hard to, traits. It's so hard to talk about tough. yourself like that. I know. Like, well, the first part of the question was where could you improve in life? What are some things that you feel you can improve on? So it could it could be very simple, could be profound. You yeah. Well, I, I the and the, there's probably a couple of things that could go. It could be a chuckly little laugh as well, but like, there's a few things that I definitely could improve on. Being in a relationship in the last probably year and a half, probably my my communication at times. I'm, I'm a very bad texter. I'm not very good at texting, as you know. Uh, I, I leave you on red quite a lot. Everybody leaves, um, leaves our guests on red. Yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, I do. Unfortunately, it's it's probably not my, one of my greatest traits. And that you know, that's only something small. But I mean. I, I could definitely improve in, in my health, I know at the moment. Like that, that's one thing in my mind. I'm like, you know, I look back at my like 18 to 24, 25-year-old self, maybe 23. Yeah, I was in like the peak health of my life. Like, uh, you know, I was, I was the, the strongest I ever was. I had the most muscle mass in my body that I ever, than I ever had. You know, I did a triathlon. I was like, I was just feeling good. And like, but I think over the last like four years and maybe three years since like coming up here and going in and out of like two different relationships in the last like four years as well, going through that period, I think my health kind of like took a bit of a backseat and I haven't like trained consistently. I haven't necessarily had a goal. I've always got in drips and drabs. Like I've always, I'm going to run a marathon. Or I'm going to run a 10K and then I'll train for it and then and then I'll stop. Health is probably one of the biggest things I could improve on for sure. That's good, mate. Uh, that's only the first question. That's an easy one. Well, even so that, even that, I felt like I just butchered that. So no, I hope that wasn't too bad. No, that's that's fine, mate. Let's uh, let's continue on. So, what is your biggest regret in life? Far out, mate. We're going deep, aren't we? We're going deeper than this. I can show um, you. Oh God, I've never shared this before. So I've got a cup. I've got like one big one, and this is pretty deep. And because we're going deep, I'm going deep. So my biggest regret in life is it was. I was 21 at the time and it was when my dad was not well and we got told that he had cancer and we didn't know how much like how long he had to live and stuff like that but basically when we kind of came to the conclusion and we were told look it's not great this is what's going to happen it's not going to be long kind of there's two different ways you can go about that situation you can either go with I'm here 100% and I'm there and I'm I'm completely present or you're the other person and you don't want to basically acknowledge the f- the reality of what's happening and that was me so my regret is I kept trying to avoid what was happening so I was trying to distract myself I was trying to get out of the hospital I was trying to run away I didn't want to acknowledge it I didn't want to admit I didn't want to and even to the to the last day like my biggest regret is like the fact that I, I never actually said goodbye to my dad and I had the chance to like there's people that their, their parents might die from a heart attack or a car crash or like and they would kill to like sit by their side and, and talk to them or like, and I had that and, and I spoke to him and I, I told him how I felt, but I was so young and I was so, I, I didn't know what to do in that situation. So, and people have told me and I've, I've gone to a counsellor and I saw her quite a lot for a long period last year and, and she helped me through that. But you just can't help, but like you're 21 year old, what are you supposed to do? But then you compare yourself to other people that have gone through a situation and they were fine like it's something you, you can't change you can't do anything about it but it's something that i'll deal with forever no matter what anyone tells me yeah so what do you mean when you say no matter what anybody else tells you what do you mean well what you i get mean a lot of what, advice? I, what i mean is like when people say to me mate you know you're 21 like mate you're not supposed to know and this and that it's okay you you you'd, he'd, be, he'd be he'd be he knows how you feel like people would say that and i and i do i acknowledge that and he would know that but at the same time i'm like I still have to live with that in my head. That's something I wish I could change. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, like what he still thinks now or whatever else, like it, it's still something that I wish I could have done differently. It's tough, mate. Well done for yeah. opening up on that. Thank um, you. What's one moment in your life where you look back and it's the angriest you've ever been? Or have you seen Dos angry much? Uh, I see you frustrated. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen you really 
angry. I've seen you. I mean, I've seen him driving cars. I mean, that is road rage at its at its finest. But uh, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not fingers up. Like I'm not that kind of guy. No, but uh, yeah, but no. The question's you, mate. What? What? Do you angry, think? angry, Doss. Uh, have you ever? Can you ever look back and go? I was so like the feeling of anger. Yeah, I've really struggled with that because I'm not an angry person. I don't consider. I like. I actually reckon I'm really. I, I'm pretty cool and calm and collected. Flaccid. Flaccid. Not flaccid. <laughs> not flaccid. He certainly is not. There's, there's some things that Wade Carson is. Flaccid is not one of them. But flaccid. Flaccid, flaccid was a word. Thought, did I hear that word? Flaccid was a word Doss was looking for. Um, not flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm placid. And I I mean, I'm sure I've had moments where I've, I've been. Oh, one night I do remember. So, and this was, I was really, really angry this night. And I, I don't know why. It just, it just made no big deal. But I was out with a bunch of mates at a footy club function. And basically, it was a dress-up night. We were dressed up. We were dressed as the Jamaican bobsled team, actually. Don't and think that flies in twenty twenty three. No, there was no. There was no. Uh, it was, <laughs> no, just, no, it was no, just a jumpsuit. You know, no, there was, okay, there was no, no none no of that. painting faces. Or no, anything. none of that. No dreadlock wigs or nothing. Yeah, like, yeah. Just literally the the suit. Oh, and I'm only sharing this because off the top of my, it's not even that bad. But mm. it's the only moment I can think of getting really, really angry. And I know, I know it was because we were drunk, and basically. One of the we were up the street at having pre-drinks at one of the boys' houses, and we all walked to the footy club together. One of the boys was he had a little backpack, so he was going to put my wallet and my like my keys and wallet were going to be in his backpack because I couldn't fit anything in this jumpsuit. Well, we get to the thing, and basically we get there, and they're all buying beers. I was like, "Oh, where's my wallet and stuff?" And he's like, "Oh, I didn't grab it." Like, oh no! And he goes, "You didn't tell me that." But and I just remember this is a terrible story. But I just went off my rocker for some reason. I remember just being really, really mad and like yelling to the point where I actually got my dad to come pick me up. Yeah, mm. yeah. It was nearly like it was nearly physical outside. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. For a flaccid man, that is. I know. Quite, uh, um, and uh, I mean, I I mean, there's there's probably other times where I've been angry. But I, I'm, I'm trying to struggle thinking, like, what's the difference between angry and frustration? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've been frustrated a lot. Like, there's lots of moments I'm frustrated. Frustrated with work, frustrated with certain situations. There's probably moments where I've been really angry, and this is, again, going down the deep dive. But, like, when shit things happen in your life, for example, that, that whole thing that happened with my dad, I went through anger. Of course. In that situation. Like, there were parts where I, like, you, you know, you just you can't comprehend what's happening I remember the very next day when I found out that he was got diagnosed. I remember driving and I was shouting in the car in anger. That's probably a better, yeah, okay. a better version of or better example of my being angry. But other than that, yeah, I'm not a very angry person. Next question: mm-hmm. Have you experienced suicidal thoughts? Oh, short answer: Yes, I have. When I had suicidal thoughts, it's when you say that yes out loud, like it's horrible to think because. Everyone else out there who, you know, knows you and loves you and like it's only a thought that comes through your head. You don't verbalise it. So I reckon I had them only I remember once. It was one time. And it was it was honestly it was when I was struggling with anxiety so bad it would have been like and I know that I never would have done anything, but I just remember the moment where I was. I was driving in the car, I was on my way home from the city and I was on the freeway on the on the on the peninsula link. And in my head, I was so at that time I was like dealing with anxiety to the point like physically I was like I don't know what was going on with my body. You know everything like I don't know why, but I was getting all these different physical sensations all the time, and and whether it was tingling or or pains here or pains in my head or pains here, and being someone that's a complete warrior when it comes to their health and everything that went wrong, everything that happened with my dad after that experience, losing your dad to cancer, I then started getting triggered oh my God, I might have this, I might have that. And I'm Googling all the time. And, and then with some, like I said, my anxiety just went crazy. And I remember I was driving home from work one day and yeah, I remember literally just thinking, I'm like, I could just like drive off to the side and, and just drive into that pole. I could do that. Like, and in my head, I was just thinking like, that's, I, I obviously I, I didn't do it and I would never do it. But I, I kind of, when you ask the question, what have I had suicidal thoughts? I don't know if I've ever thought I want to do it, but I've definitely thought of what would happen if I did it. Like, so I, maybe there might be two different things because, you know, I've, I've gone into doctors, I've had multiple mental health plans given to me. I've, I've spoken to three or four different psychologists over like my, you know, probably seven or eight years or 10 years even. And, and I'm good now and I'm in a really good mental health space, have been for ages. But 
when they've asked me at the doctor, when you get your mental health plan, have you had suicidal thoughts? I've always said no. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It's very interesting. What are some deep topics and thoughts that keep you awake at night that don't relate directly to you? So it can't be I'm talking it can't be like financial problem not problems, financial thoughts or health thoughts. It's not relating to you, but I'm talking about topics that may be out of your control. So for example, it could be it could be war, it could be AI, it could be recessions, it could be climate change. Any anything yeah. like does anything like that kind of scare you to the point where you think, geez, sometimes so it's, not. It, it can't relate to anyone in you. Even it can't relate. It's something more than just your circle. It's not your, your family. Yeah, it's like, just like the wider world. That's a good question. It's talked about a lot, but as a kid, space freaked me out. So I used to I used to wake wake uh, lay in bed at night thinking about space. Yep, scaring me. That's a thought that. Still, I don't love space. Mm. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of the of the bloke. Don't want to go explore no. the bloke. <laughs> but like, you know, if one day we we we're gonna repopulate and move over to Mars, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Okay, you not know? not aboard. Rather no, just stay I mean, here if it's gonna you know if it's gonna extend my life for another ten, I might. But mm. probably the biggest one is being someone of like being brought up in religious family, being brought up in a Catholic family. The fear and thought that goes through my head all the time is um, the thought of eternity. Mm. And you knew I was going to say that. Like that thought, that concept, I just can't comprehend it. And when you're brought up with, um, you know, faith and you're, you're educated through the, the, you know, your whole childhood years, you go to church every Sunday, you're just taught, you're taught to have faith. Like, that's what it's about, having faith that there, there is more and there's everything in your life right now is planned out. And then once it's done, you're going to go to this place where forever and ever you're going to... You can't, there's no switch to turn it No. Off. And I think it's now that I've become, you know, obviously an adult and I've thought about it for like probably since I was, you know, 16, 17, but the idea of eternity, I'm just like, I don't know if I love that thought. Mm. Like, and, and again, it's, we can't comprehend that as human beings. Like we, there's so many things as humans we can't mentally and physically and emotionally understand. We just can't scientifically so it's like you know, I kind of have to just be okay with that and know yeah. that we're never going to understand it until it happens but yeah that's probably one that I always think about like it well it carries on lovely into my next question so where are you sitting currently with your faith or religion good question thanks right for, right th- now thanks for stealing one of mine far out do you consider yourself religious do you consider yourself of a man of faith I do. Do you practice? Yeah, I, I definitely consider myself as a man of faith for sure. I think there's two. Okay, there's two sides to this. So, again, being like I said, I was brought up Catholic and did all my sacraments, and you know, even you know, when I was say probably until my dad passed away, even a bit after, I was like very religious. Like, would would always go to church, go to mass to the point where like even I was going to confession at some point that's obviously a, that's part of the catholic practice and confessing your sins it's just something that's a part of it and i was educated with that and that's what i thought was normal and you know being a young guy running a mark and doing things like <laughs> mate i went into religion and I'm, I'm like wow i can't believe i'm telling this bloke this random priest this i guess growing up in that faith i will always have something faith so at the moment i'm back to the question originally like where am i right now i bet i believe in a god I believe in afterlife. I believe that a lot of my you know, people that I know that have passed away, I believe they're living somewhere else, that our souls go somewhere else, that I will see them again. And I think a big part of that is because I want to. I want to see them again. That's like in my mind, I'm like, I want to believe in faith because I'm like, God, I want to see them again. Yeah. But I must say though, I don't know if I'm like entirely set on like I'm, I'm, I practice, you know, the Catholic faith. Yeah, I practice the Christian faith or the Buddhism faith. Like I don't, I don't like I'm not saying I would. No, I'm trying. No, to, I know what you mean. You know I what I mean. Yeah. I just saw you laugh. I'm like, I'm not trying no, to be just, funny. Just, no, I know you weren't trying to be funny. I just, I'm just, yeah. I've never practiced that. No, so, no, but like, I yeah, I, I don't know exactly what my routine is and and how I'm practicing right now. But I, I definitely pray still. Like I pray from time to time. Yeah, I went to church. No, the only time I've gone to church in the last like six months is for a funeral. So mm. like that's. If you in in the Catholic Church, that's a sin. Like you okay. need to go every week. Yeah, literally. Otherwise, you need to go to confession and confess that you didn't go. Okay. Like so. I didn't know that. Yeah. So that's that's where I'm at right now. Lovely. Now yeah. this is a bonus question. Just yes or no answer. 
based on the last couple of questions and with the Christian Catholic faith, do you believe in the end of the world? Yes or no? Oh. Just yes or no? No. No. All right. Is there anything you've once had strong beliefs in and have since changed your opinion? Jeez, I don't know about that. Could be anything. Yeah, could be yeah, uh, yeah. religious. It could be political. It could be football. It could be anything. <laughs> yeah. What's something that I had strong opinions on and it's now changed? And now you put your hand up and say, gee, no, I don't agree with what I said then or believed in then or... i got a big one. Yeah? Yeah, i got a big one. Um, we know that, but don't answer the question. <laughs> um, yeah. So my one was, and, again, and I don't want to tackle, go, I don't want to go down religious beliefs too much, but my big one was I did not believe in same-sex marriage. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't believe in it. I didn't think... I agreed with it from what like the Bible said. I was like, well, no, like I don't agree with it. And then I don't know. It was like I would have only been pretty young and being at a Christian school as well. You kind of just, that's that you when you talk about like your surroundings, that's what you're surrounded with and that's yeah. what you're listening to and that's what you're hearing. So I just, I probably didn't even think for myself. I was mm. just like, well, this is, I'm going by these rules. That's what it is. And then, yeah, it probably wasn't until like, Maybe, yeah, when, when I probably turned 18 and started going out and seeing the world a bit more and maybe even in terms of like um, watching things on TV or pop culture or like just movies and stuff, it became, I saw more of it, yeah, which became more normal, which then I was like, wow, when you really think about it and you read what's in the Bible, like it's, it's, like, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. That, yeah. That, that's been my change. Well yeah. done. Well done for opening up on that. It's yeah. tough. Okay, one probably, you, you can interpret this, then we'll probably lighten them up, up for yeah. the last couple, but interpret this however you like. What is one thing you'll never tolerate? Ooh. Simple or as hard as you like could be something like a bad breath you may not tolerate <laughs> or you might not tolerate farting or or you might not tolerate something a bit more deep. It's up to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You, okay. You know what I won't tolerate? I won't tolerate coward punching. Well so, done. So people people that... Didn't see that coming. No, nah, it just came to my mind. People that, like, if, if there's a... If, you know, what do they call them? Like, um, just anyone that's out or if it's on a footy field or like anyone that I, you see hit someone from behind, anyone like that, I just, I cannot tolerate that. Yeah. No, well done. Yeah. Okay. We'll light it up a little for the last couple. So when you need a bit of cheering up, when Doss is, uh, you know, a bit upset, where do you go to for a quick laugh? Where, where do you, you know, is it who or what do you go to? Is there a show? Is there, what do you go to? So two. Mm-hmm. So first is a group. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm like, whenever I want to laugh, and we don't do it enough, but it's with you, Jai, Will, and Jared. Yeah. So if I'm with that group, I, and I'm not even, I'm not, I, they're not even being funny. I'm just laughing. Yeah. Always. Just, yeah. I'm always laughing. And then the second one would be, I just love anything Ricky Gervais. So yeah. I'll put him on a lot at night. Yeah. Love it. Now to finish, give us all the best come on DOS moment. Now, <coughs> for those who may not know what come on DOS, this became a catchphrase at the age of 15, 16, maybe, where uh, we noticed in high school, Doss would, you know, maybe he'd be a bit airy for a moment and he'd, he'd do something a bit stupid, like just forgetful. And basically we'd all utter the phrase, come on, Doss. Now, this happens quite often. The other, the other night there was a come on, Doss, actually. I'll quickly share this and yeah. you can answer it. But uh, we were sitting on the couch playing FIFA on a couple of nights ago. Ralph was sitting uh, in front of the TV. Doss was here to my right and I was here. And I was uh, just looking at my surroundings and I looked at Wade Cusserson who had his uh, tracky pants on and they were halfway around his ass. Like literally, like his bum crack was going so high up and I just took a quick Snapchat and the caption was, come on, Doss. Like oh. just a simple thing. Yeah. So what's oh, the- I struggle to think of that. What's been my biggest come on, Doss moment? Shit. I literally can't think of it. I can right think now. of thousands. We'll go on. Um, could be <laughs> when you were working for your dad and you forgot... You go, oh, that's go. a yeah, that's one. Yeah, that's actually that's a pretty. Uh, no, my biggest Commodos moment. It's and it gets talked about, but that big party that I had at home, <laughs> like the next day, just just with dad. So I had this big party while my parents were away. Didn't it, it was very large. We got out of hand. People vomiting on the on the carpet, shitting in my bed. Like it just really, it, it's just insane. People were hooking up. Like it was crazy. So, but the the Commodos moment, yeah, would have been one doing that. And thinking I could get away with it. And then two, the next day, somehow my dad found out. Oh, no. And uh, the, the home phone rang. Uh, my mobile rang and it was dad. So I was like, oh, well, I'm not answering that. 
in the home frame ranks, but you know, so Doss answered it. It was my dad, you know. Come on, Doss, like, you know, like, yeah, like, what do you reckon? That's very funny. Yeah. Well, well done, mate. That's uh, ten or probably thanks, about mate. Eleven or twelve. Well played. Probably. But uh, how do you feel? Did you, did you find that difficult? I loved it. Was no, it no, I was really good. Yeah, well it was done. Really, really good. How did you think I went? You went really well. Hopefully, if you, it's hard. It's actually really hard off this top of your yeah. head. I know that's difficult when you don't know we. We promise you, we have not planned this. I yeah. didn't tell them the questions in advance, so it's hard to think of things. Yeah. So well done. Hopefully, some people got a uh, a view of Doss that they might not have known. A bit more into the psyche of yeah, Wade Custer. Wow. Well done. Well, thank you. Now it's my turn, T. So how are you feeling? Firstly, feeling nervous. I, I hope that if they're tough questions, I can articulate my words, my sentences well. Yeah. Some kind no, of you're, intellectual. You're, you're good. You're, you're good with um, you know in terms of grammar and and expressing and explaining. So you'll be fine. Yeah, a bit nervous. We'll see what you've got. I must say though, yours like I've I've got some deep ones, but some of yours were like a lot deeper than mine. So okay. my first one is, where does your creative flair and passion for what you do and love come from? That's a great question, Doss. Did Thank not you. Say, I did not say that coming. Where does it come from? Well, I think as a kid. We spoke about this on another podcast. We've never really done this. And we've mentioned many times that both you and I, we wanted to be professional AFL players. That was our kind of dream and goal growing up. And the natural progression is as a, thinking as a seven-year-old is that you're going to play professional football at the highest level and you'll just naturally go into commentating. That'll kind of yeah, be your so true. And one day you'll host a footy show and you'll do that <laughs> kind of stuff. So I remember, this is weird, I remember literally being, it's going to sound really vulgar, but this is the truth. Every time I took a shit as a... Anywhere from age seven to 12, I used to <laughs> pretend I was hosting a show on the toilet. I'm not kidding. I remember that. Like I'd have, uh, I, I used to each week, I'd actually host my own footy show to nobody. <laughs> on, the, on the toilet. Yeah. Uh, I'd sit there for half an hour and just uh, go through the results <laughs> and what, what's upcoming. And I make, sure, uh, make sure I do it, you know, make sure I do it once a week. Um, welcome Billy Brownless. Yeah. You know? Well, I wasn't interviewing anyone. Thank God. I was just practicing maybe yeah. for, for what we're doing now. And then as a teenager, I think, again, I, I never would have explained this to you or anybody, but, and it's almost embarrassing, but I used to actually make up skits to myself around the house, funny enough. Like I'd come up with, we talk about songs and music. I'd have a song in mind and I'd play a character or I'd pretend to be being interviewed. I used to do a lot of that kind of stuff and I always wanted to go into it. And then we've talked about traveling a lot. As I traveled, getting a bit older, I was listening to podcasts, podcasting was getting big. I'm like, I want to do something creative. I want to be interviewing people. I want to be having conversations. That's where really then you and I obviously combine and we've got what we've got today, which is incredible. But there's always been something there. And I'll say this, I always say this to everybody. I feel like most people have something creative in them. It's not necessarily being in front of the camera, but it could be art or it could be music or it could be something. But a lot of people are held back, especially getting in front of a camera on social media. So I'm so grateful because I look back now and I even say to myself today, if Dawson D didn't exist now, would I even have the courage to step out and do it? And I don't know if I would. So, because mm. I understand that fear. So, yeah, I'm very grateful. No, that was good, mate. Well, this kind of will translate into the next question a little bit, what you mentioned. How much traveling have you done? How much more do you want to do? And why is it so important to you? Good question. I haven't traveled as much as I probably sound like I, I have. I've traveled literally, I've, my first major traveling experience apart from going around australia and doing school camps was i traveled to the uk when i was 18 years old i just that was the end of my f first year full-time work and i had money and i decided i loved qpr the football club who was in the premier league and i'm like i just want to go watch and play live i just want to experience that so i just bought a plane ticket and off i went to the uk i didn't know a soul truly i didn't know a person in the uk i was very heavily overweight i was very introverted I spent the most of that trip in a hotel room. I went around, looked around London and went up, did some cities. I did like Sheffield and Manchester and Liverpool, but kept to myself. And then the next major one was traveling with the Richardson uh, household. We went to America. We did a lovely six or eight cities of the US uh, family holiday. And then the next one was where I was probably at my peak of confidence and I flew over to the US. And this was, again, this I've, I truly was my life-changing experience where I bought a plane ticket to San Diego had uh, nothing planned, one night accommodation. So it was very difficult to get through customs because there was no explanation of where I was going or why I was there. But just traveled around America. I had no idea where I was going to be the next day for six weeks, living on a budget, living in hostels, meeting people, making friends. Somewhat like I meet you, you say I'm off to Chicago tomorrow. I'm like, fuck it, I'll come with you mm. or let's stay here for a couple of days. And then the next big traveling adventure was with you going back to the UK to do Dawson D. So 
to answer your second part of your question, traveling is so important. I think it's really, I get it's difficult for people to solo travel, but I do recommend people try that once in their life because you do get a better understand. It grows you up. You get a better understanding of who you are. And I know that sounds a bit weird, but you get a better understanding of how to communicate with people from all walks of life, age groups, religions, beliefs, all that kind of stuff. Your, your mind is open to so many possibilities and it gets you thinking. And for me, that's around the time where I'm like, I want to have some kind of thing in my life that could allow me to travel freely and do what I want to do, which is what we're doing now. So with Doss and D, we've got to, hopefully end of this year, we've got a big travel thing coming up. But mate, I want to travel forever. Where do you want to go? I want to go, I want, I'm one of those people, I want to go everywhere. Yeah. And, now, and I, I realise it's probably a bit unrealistic, but I, like I'd love to see Europe properly. And what I mean by properly is not just bounce around two days in this country and two days there. It's like go and experience yeah. six weeks in one country and six weeks in the next country and like live it up. But I get that's a bit potentially unrealistic, but yeah, Africa, South America, yeah, I just, yeah. And I, I think at one point in my life, I'd like to live somewhere else for, even if it's six months, just somewhere else, totally different. Did you have a circumstance that made you grow up quicker than most young people? Could you share what happened, maybe your darkest moment in there and why it is now such a driver for you to succeed? Yeah, it's a good question. So a couple of things. I grew up, always grew up with, I grew up in a court of kids. So there was heaps of kids around, but there was older kids as well. So I always, I hung out from the age of three or four with kids who were 10 years older than me. So you naturally, even though they're pretty immature, you actually mature a bit older because you're exposed to, you're exposed to things that are 10 years advanced from where you're currently at. The thing that I've never spoken about freely on this podcast, and it's hard because it, it has people, it's not because I don't want to share it, it's because there's other people at stake and I'll, I'll share it now so you understand. But at about the age of 20 or 21, I can't quite remember, our family went through, well, we went through financial difficulty for a long time. And I'm sure my parents won't mind me saying this, but when you own a business and that's your sole income, there's ups and downs. So we've talked, we've had a laugh even on our last episode about the highs, earning a lot of money, extravagant holidays, lots of fun. Um, but then there's the lows where things don't go your way. That's just business. And found ourselves in some difficult financial situations. So at the age of 17, 18, I started working with my dad. Um, so I got a whole better understanding of you left school. Left school, but I got a better understanding of obviously our finances and where things were at and how, like how this all translates. And we spent a lot of time digging ourselves out of a little bit of a hole, which was big you know, credit to my dad for doing that because he did incredibly well. But there was a time where my parents separated. So mum left, um, which was for the bet. Like they both remarried now, which is great. But she she decided to leave, which was the right choice. We all agree with that. And through financial difficulty and also the situation basically they I, I had to buy the house i had to buy the house off my parents to to really to save it we to would keep have, it in the family we would have lost it so the only and it sounds ridiculous because i had no money but basically i could go and get a mortgage it was it was you know, it was a long process but i could get the mortgage and basically own the house which you don't get first home owner's grants because you're buying it off your parents because um, there's all these rules people think, you know, rich parents can just push it down. But the fallout from that was that, and this I always kept very quiet to myself, was you're paying a mortgage now at 20 years old and you can't afford it. So mm. all your income goes straight into the house. And were you still working for your dad? I'm still working for dad for a time and then I left that to go to go do uni and do other things. So then you're working, you're trying to get a university degree while you're, while you're working just to pay off and you just can't save money. I had no concept of a savings account. I had no concept of like, it was just everything that came in went out. And then when the house eventually did get sold, there was nothing really there. So we sold the house. People got ill. Dad, dad felt ill. We didn't think he was going to make it at one stage, which is a difficult decision to go. Okay. Balancing up everything that's going on with him and now potentially the house and saving it for the, for the family. We decided we had to yeah, sell it and I didn't get anything back, which is fine. I got back what was owed to me, but people think, oh, gee, you sold a house. You must have hundreds of thousands of dollars. I've, I've, I made a decision that everything that was left over, half went to dad, half went to mum. It's not heroic. It's nothing special. It's just, it was just what I thought was fair and my whole attitude was, all right, now I've got to go make the life for myself. So now I think I'm, bet, I'm quite good with money based on that situation and that matured me. Mate, thanks for... Being honest there. 
that's what I was, I was hoping you might talk about because it's such a powerful story. What is something you remember but you'd rather forget it? Mm. And this could be, this could be a, a, something <sighs> that you did, a moment that happened. Yeah, um, uh, look, there's, there's plenty. There's a, one happened this week. We had a guest rock up and I went for the hug and uh, I don't think he was ready for the hug and <laughs> I'd rather forget that. I Eskimo kissed Peter Ziggy once. Um, <laughs> one of our former guests. One of our former guests. Now, I've done some... <laughs> grotesque things in my life unfortunately it all goes back to that travel story yeah. so i was yeah i was i was a invalidation yeah uh what's you're it? on the prowl i was on the prowl and i did and i was in some pretty low moments and i, <laughs> I literally did some things I, <laughs> which i didn't do uh nothing gay i'm i'm heterosexual uh as it is i'm one of the few left in, in the world <laughs> yeah. Guys, i saw that did you see him <laughs> we're not i can't say that <laughs> Why not? But uh, <laughs> not saying that. No, okay. But uh, let's just say there was there was some people that I, some women. I'm, I'm not gay, so there were some women that I, yeah, I, I just shouldn't have done. I was just, yeah, I was just racking up some numbers. So yeah, okay. Uh, and uh, when I think about those experiences, I genuinely, yeah, I feel sick to my stomach. And they may feel the same about me, and that's fair. But uh, yeah, have you ever changed or considered changing in order to be accepted by others? Uh, short answers. I don't think so. I think that's one thing I'm proud of myself. I'd never been someone to conform. You'll, you'll attest to this growing up as I was, I'm always years behind in the fashion. I'm always years behind in stuff, but look, it's an easy answer. I've, for example, apart from, uh, apart from a couple of weeks ago doing a couple of mushrooms, uh, I've never done drugs. <laughs> so, you know, I've never, I've stayed away from Coke. I've stayed away from pills. I've never touched yeah. it. I'm, I didn't drink until I was 22. I never got peer pressured in traveling around everyone's trying to yeah. everyone's trying to give you marijuana i just didn't touch it i wasn't interested so i'm never really conformed but again i've probably yeah you i realize that when i'm around certain people you act differently you match their energy but sometimes you yeah you might mm. yes and no okay do you believe your life has already been planned out for you from a higher source it's <sighs> a great question but i don't know i don't i like to believe that i've control yeah so I don't like that thought that it's all planned out because then I think, well, what's the point? I could run in front of a bus and somehow survive. Or I, I, I do, I, I don't think it's planned out. I think you definitely have choice because going back to you spoke about religion, it goes back to you got free will. So you, there's probably parts of your life that are mapped out. I don't know if I believe in fate, but I think the big moments of your life, I don't know if people die suddenly and if it was planned or it wasn't planned. It's a really mm. good question, Doss. It's rattled me. I think certain aspects are, but most of it you, you can control. control. But often I do think, like I do think I've had this one really serious car accident in my life and and it was a millisecond. I'm talking half a second more and I'm dead. He's dead and another person's dead, like half a second. So That's crazy. was I saved in that moment? Was it planned? But I always think if I sped any of the, along that 20 minute drive, if I went a little bit faster at any one stage, I, that was it. Like, mm. so you think about things like that, but probably the short answer is probably not planned and this is just a little side question to that question that i wrote and what was your favorite song to play on the drums in the church band (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i was well i grew up christian maybe maybe expand on that a little bit so yeah maybe share a little bit about your background my parents brought me up as christian Um, i'm very grateful for that i think religion i'm not a person that is will ever be anti-religion no matter what goes on between uh, i think religion i really believe religion is so important to the world i know a lot of people disagree but i do believe i'm grateful that i was brought up christian i I don't i'm careful because when you spend 20 odd years of your life growing up and being taught about this stuff i think it is you got to be careful about what you say so like you don't want to totally dismiss it you don't ever want to denounce it your your faith or what you grew up with but yeah i think Nowadays, I'm not quite sure where I stand. I'm, I believe I believe in something higher than us as human form, whether that's a God. Oh, I believe in, as a God. I believe there's a creator. I don't believe we're just... I can't fathom personally that we're just here and we were here by accident. I do mm. believe in something higher, whether that's even God or there's forms under God. I don't know. I'm, I'm always questioning that. Christianity as such, I, I, there's parts of it I believe very strongly in. There's parts that I don't believe in. I, as you get more educated... And you understand a little bit more about how it potentially the how Christianity began with formations of religions and political and governments and this and the other. It kind of questions. You realise that there's a lot more political behind it. But having said that, that doesn't discount the importance of it mm. and what it still means. So whether it's a way to govern people or not, there's parts of it that are really important in people's lives. And even when people just say, 
I struggle with the idea of atheism as well. Me not, too. Not because people can be an atheist, but then I, I often my question is not. I'm not trying to say are you a Christian or are you an atheist? I'm just saying, are you open? Are you just so closed mind to the idea that there's just nothing, that there is nothing that you're like, you're so certain that, you know, it was a big bang and we're here and there's just, it's just something that I personally struggle with, but a uh, favorite song, uh, sorry, it's gone on a 10 yeah. favorite song in the church band. Uh, <laughs> there's a song called, uh, God, there's a song called my redeemer lives. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, the reason why it was such a good song was because it had a big drum solo. So it was Did the one it? time you could really ramp it up on the old drum kit. On the toms and, you know. Oh, you really build it up and uh, the crowd's loving it. So uh, it gets everyone up and about. So that was always my favorite because it was a bit of me time. Yeah. Good, <laughs> good mate. Good. All right. Often you got to be quiet, you know, you're just doing a bit of cymbal work. Yeah, it's the snare and the uh, hi-hat. Yeah. Do you believe some people who supported and love what we did – sorry, this is more of a Dustin mm-hmm. question. Do you believe some people who supported and love what we did early days have now dropped off purely because of tall poppy syndrome in, back, in brackets? They don't want to see others that they know doing better than them. Well, we know for a fact that's the case. So, um, yes, that is, which is disappointing and – but I understand that mindset because when I was when I you talked about being having creative mindset earlier, there was times when I was wanted to do something, and then you start like say you've got the idea of doing a podcast. From then on, every new podcast, even if it's got nothing to do with what you're thinking of, annoyed me, and I I wanted to push it away. I didn't want any. I didn't want to think about it because it's like, oh, they're started and I haven't. So we know for a fact, people would have thought we'd last ten episodes, five episodes, maybe fifty episodes, and we'd stop. And I know for a fact we had friends that were very, very supportive. Yeah. Um, they're not really friends anymore, but there was people that were supportive. They'd push out the message. They'd always encourage us. Now they don't even follow, which is strange because our co- like now I'm like, why would you follow then when it was so shit? Mm. You know, and now the, co- like the content has come from here to here. The quality has come from here to here. The guests that we have, are, are some of the biggest like names in Australia or in the world. And I'm like... Now you don't follow, like it's strange. So the answer is yes, it's tall poppy syndrome. Yep. What is one thing that worries you more than anything else? Probably a very, it's, it's a your question that you asked me was great. It was, it was more around, it, it can't involve yourself. But, um, but mine's not that. What is one thing that worries you more than anything else? I think I, I do worry about regretting. I do worry about failing. I do worry about it. I worry that what I have in mind now, and again, it comes back to your question earlier about planning, but what we have now, what we're building to, won't come to fruition. Sometimes I worry about that. We all worry about money. That always is a stress. And sometimes you have that, oh, I could go to a safe option. Like that always is a thought, but that lasts about half a second. In more of a broad term, I don't I don't really worry about much. Like when when there's not many things that really scare me in the world. I, I and this is a serious topic. I get scared in the idea of conformity. That's why I'm so against and sometimes we joke about it, but that's why I'm so against conformity i hate Mm. the idea that everything's the same and everybody's one and we all get pushed into a category of being the same person like i love individuality and i see that more and more through a very clever strategic pattern of being divided in everything we believe in whether it's football or politics or religions we're constantly divided to eventually bring us all into one and that genuinely scares me the idea of control being controlled by Mm. A government, for example, that scares the shit out of me. I yeah, don't like that is scary. I don't like the idea that I can't own things. Yeah, that kind of stuff. What do you think is the best part of being Daniel Shula? Oh God, uh, it's definitely the size of my penis. Uh, <laughs> can assure you that. <laughs> now, the best part of being me, the thing that I'm proud of the most, I, I'm genuinely, I think, and people, you'd never want people to be envious, but sometimes they are, is is the life we live. I mean, sometimes we're stressed and we're flustered and we're frustrated. But like uh, yesterday I went with mum, I got a new car, she drove me there. And on the way there, I was just talking about kind of who we're interviewing, what we've done. And she just always goes, gee, you're living the dream, aren't you? living the dream. And I'm like, we are. But you don't, it's like, yes, we're living a dream for a week. But then the next week you're back on the computer and you're just like, all right, we've got to find money. We've got to make sales. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. But Really, we keep saying it like this whole week we've, we've interviewed on a Wednesday, a Thursday, Saturday, I did things on Monday. Like, again, you tell me three years ago that I'm spending my week doing this. I think that's the best thing about me is, is what we do. And that was my last one. My last question is what would you be doing if we didn't have DOS and D? Uh, I literally hate to know. I know I'd be, I'm sure I'd be planning to be doing something creative, but I probably wouldn't do it. Yeah. I think that's the main thing. I'd be... God knows what I'd be doing work-wise. I'd probably, 
I'd be looking at probably some kind of side hustle. I'm yeah. sure I'd be trying to build a business. I know I'd be building business, but it's kind of lucky that what we do is fall into our lap where we can build a business and do the creative side. But without Dawson D, the main thing I know I'd be doing is I'd be going, I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start yeah. tomorrow and never start. Yeah, it's helped having each other. Yeah. Well, mate, well done. Well done, Doss. done well. What did you think? Well, great questions. Okay, good. Rattled me. Right, uh, hopefully that was... Okay, my answers. But, Mate, uh, they were fantastic. They were yeah, really good. You, no, I appreciate you spoke really well. So. We'll do some fan questions Let's now. do some fan questions. All right, we went dark and deep. <laughs> and now it's time to pick the mood up a bit, D. Yeah, we, uh, we went into areas we don't normally Jeez, go into, but was, that's okay. It was, it was good. I loved it. Uh, actually, just before we get into this segment, if those that watched and listened to that segment just then, please give us your honest feedback because if you like that and do want more of it let us know because we can do more of that or if you don't like it just tell us again and we'll never do it again Um, we do love you and we listen to you all now we did promise off the top of the show it's episode 150 we don't ever go to the audience ask questions to come back to us and this is something that i think we're both really keen to bring in more to the show we want an interactive show we want you guys to send in your stories your questions any topics you may want us to talk about uh, we love all that. So, uh, well, we've always asked you guys, what do you want us to ask the guests? But this is an opportunity that you guys have had to ask us any questions you might have about the potty. And and last week, you know, we put up a couple of Instagram, or a few weeks ago, we put up yeah. an Instagram poll around, you know, what we want to do as as a podcast, and and the votes were just they want to see Dawson Day overseas. Yeah, they, they want to see Dawson Day overseas, and they want some Dawson Day merch. Yeah, That's very so there's that, things you guys Ooh. want. So and we'll put more out to you guys. You can keep voting, but. Let's get into the questions, D. So, uh, do you want to do the first one? Yeah, right. Well, why not? Uh, these could be. Yeah, we'll see if some of them. Are, now we've got uh, a quite right. a few, so we we're, don't have heaps of time. So just we'll pick the we'll yeah, pick the best few. Don't be disappointed if you miss out. <laughs> is what we're trying to say. All right, Dos. Uh, this is a good one. So G Train underscore ninety five. Name your three favorite things about yourselves. So um, is and that, the, oh, and each other. It says and each other. So and maybe each we other. maybe we just name three things we like about each other. Yeah. Okay. What do you reckon? Um. I, I think I think you're you're very witty, and I think it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I love. What else do I like about D? Struggling. Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I'll go. I'll, well, why don't we go back and forth? All I'll right. give you one that I like about yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. That takes because Dos actually, whenever we're interviewed on other podcasts, because it's everyone goes Dos and D. You I'm always first. have to answer the questions, and I get to the time to think. I really like your drive. Okay. Yep. Thank you. That's mm. really nice. Mm. Uh, what, what's another thing I really like about you? I love your drive too, but I don't want to copy you. Yeah. So let's say I love how similar you are to me. That's a good one. Because if I if we didn't have our similarities, we wouldn't be uh, on a trajectory that we're currently on. It's a good one. I like your humor, and mm-hmm. and with that, I also like your passion. Like you, your humor makes me laugh a lot, and it's a passion behind it. So uh, I just think, and the way we kind of take the piss, you take the piss out of yourself. Obviously, we take the piss out of each other a lot. But yeah, I'd say I'd say your humor. Oh, humor. I've got one really good. Can I quickly jump in? Yeah. Can I say your, your music taste? That is a great one. I love Wade Custis's music taste because it is so rare to find something. Like, what song were we singing this morning? Jet. Jet. Uh, but it wasn't. That, that it, girl's a genius. Yeah, it, yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't the one you'd expect. And there's just so many songs that get played throughout the household and in cars that you just never would expect. So I'll say. Exa- I love, you know what? I'm sorry, but I'm going to say that as well. That's that, fine. Is, that is the third thing that I love about you is because I don't know anyone else of the same age that that knows the same amount of songs that I do. Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a good. Uh, What's the word? Uh, discography. The other thing is we're going to be bringing some fantastic music clips to you guys very shortly. So you're going to look forward to that. Content. Oh, that's going to be good. That's going to be very good. And we will tap into some songs that, you know, we're going to actually educate some of the fans because you may not know these songs, but you'll love them after we bring them to you. All right. I'm going to jump to the next question. Do it. So Alexandra Tataro, mm. former guest of the show. Yep. Uh, 67. 50%. Well, she's the part of the duo of Anthony and, and Alex. Alex yep. and Anthony. We love those guys. They're They're amazing. She goes, well, she starts it with this. Hard question. In what way to you each think the other person holds you back? So she meant to write do. So so one way I think you hold me back and one way I hold you back. Oh, God. Ooh, that that's, is hard. That's nasty. Like, that's, like, that's, that's not nasty. nice. That's not nasty. Um, one way that you hold me back. I reckon, how do you hold me back? There's a couple that come to mind. One of them is... Uh, Especially the old day. Doss, when we're about to record with a guest, the insides of him start to hum a little bit. and uh, It just happened. He's become, he's become, it did. We, we actually did another interview before, but he becomes quite nervous and anxious and not in a 
maybe a very serious way, but uh, the bowels start moving. So there's been a few times where he's literally held me back from going downstairs and introducing the guests because he's five minutes before they're due to arrive, he needs to rush to the toilet. So uh, yeah. that's one way you hold me back, mate. Yeah, that's good. That's That was good. Well played. <laughs> well played. You got around that somehow. <laughs> how do I hold you back? Gosh, how do you hold me back? You held me back in in the, in the Gold Coast uh, a month ago because because um, you couldn't drive a manual automobile. I did. You know that would have been nice if yeah. you could drive that. Only Ralph could do it. So who the, hold, who holds each other back? Let's like we obviously can't. We don't anymore. But back in the days where we first moved in Hawthorne and we were single, uh, who held, do you reckon I held you back potentially going up and no, I, no, I don't think so. No, because okay. no, no, well, I think during that time I was pretty like I don't feel like you held me back. I feel like I was. Yeah, at least trying. That's uh, what I mean. Yeah. Like I might not have come up with you to wingman. And oh that, yeah, yeah, there was a bit of that yeah. early. Yeah, um, there was. Yeah, deed. Uh, but I don't know what got into me at that stage. But I just thought, <laughs> enough, stuff it. You know, and Dave would go, "Come on, do it, do yeah. it." You know, and you'd be like that bully's best friend. Just you know, go and do it. You get in trouble. You know, yeah, clean up the mess <laughs> yourself. You know, Dee didn't want anything to do with it. I think on a more serious note, the reason I think because it's a we're hard one, to but, but because we're so similar, we. we Building this goal, I think where we've gotten better at is we probably have skills in different areas in the overall scheme of things of what we're doing with Doss and D, whether that be content and business and all the other stuff that goes with it. And I think we've complemented it really well by sticking in our lanes within the business itself. So Doss might take care of some areas and I'll take care of others that we may not be strength. So having each other really helps. For sure. And we've now adopted the mindset of who, not how. So. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Ralph's here, which is a massive, massive help. He's such a valued member of our team, and we are building that team further. So the areas that we're not strong in, we're... Uh, who can help us? Not can, how can yeah. we do it? Garni Studios. So this is... Obviously, your girlfriend's written in. It's funny because when we first started the show, like episode three, I went to your ex-girlfriend and asked her for questions, and she actually brought this up too. So it's obviously, this isn't, this isn't new, but do you scratch your bum and sniff it? Is that directed at you, is it? It's directed at both of us, but I think it's directed at you. I do. Yeah. I do. So we explain the habit. I've got a weird thing with smelling things, just in general. Like I, I enjoy smelling it. The roses. <laughs> no. So for example, let's just. I've got a a strong a strong sense. sense of smell. So you know, if I buy something new, it's like I got to smell it. Or for example, I hope everyone else out there who, who lets their own flatulence go. Sometimes you enjoy the smell of it. I agree. I think everyone. But this agrees. is to the point. Oh, this might be a bit. So does anyone else? When they let one go, you let Fluffy off the chain, you want to smell it and you do these ones. Oh, I don't do that. Have you done that, do Ralphie? You know that, yeah, Ralph, Ralph has. has yeah. But in terms of, oh, that's very, in terms of scratching my bum and sniffing it. You've got this habit. I'll, I'll speed this up. What you do is you're lying there or you're sitting there. because I, I don't have my hands in my ass. No, no, crack, no, no. But like, you quickly, you quickly, when you need to go for a little scratch, you've just got this habit that after the scratch, you just, you bring your, your, yeah. your in the same motion, you'll bring your hand to your nose and have a quick sniff and move on. That's all it is. I do it too, though. I've noticed yeah. I do it too. And I do it with my testicles as well. <laughs> uh, do you do the same? Yeah, yeah, I do it with my armpit sweat too. Well, it's kind like, of, I don't know. <laughs> Which, in some ways, it's hygienic. You yeah. want to know. Wanna, of, what, what do I smell if like? If your testicles stink, it's time for a shower. If you know, if, <laughs> if, if your bum all rings, maybe you didn't wipe it properly. <laughs> if, you you know? <laughs> if your armpit stink, you know, get some deodorant. Son. Oh, so, uh, all right. yeah. next question. Gosh. Thanks, Garni. Thanks, Garni. Thanks for throwing me under there, Dale. Uh, and Dee doesn't like it when I call her that. All right, Mikey. Bednarak, uh, a really uh, loyal listener of the show, yeah, Mikey. He's, he's mate, we, we love your engagement, buddy. What's Doss and Dee's favourite movie? Together. I, I reckon we answer this together because we're going to do a, uh, cha- no, no, do a challenge th- later that we can't. I don't know. Want to give to, it. I, yeah. on, on three, you got to say it. All right. Three, one, two. two. Wait, no, wait, wait, wait. Oh. Is it three? one, two, wait, three, no, go? Yeah, one, two, three, go. Okay. One, two, three. Kicking, kicking and, and screaming. screaming. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Great movie. Well got us to America. Have you watched that, Ralphie? Oh, man. Great movie. Yeah. Uh, Football at its finest. Yeah, I'm glad we both had that. Okay. Best memory for, oh, from Ralph.Travels. Thanks, Ralph. Uh, Ralph, our uh, producer, cameraman, videographer, and uh, editor. Does all here at the Dawson D Corporation. Uh, best memory you have together? Jeez, there's a few. Oh, oh, I, I, you know, one of my favourites, yeah. and I'm going back high school. Yeah. Really, like, I just remember this was just one of the funniest moments ever. We were in what, probably like year 10, uh, year yeah. 9, and we're in the uh, toilet block. I took a poo on the toilet seat. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, the lid that covers the seat. Yeah. And it's just, you know, yeah. I took a poo on it and the boys are all laughing. And and then D decides, he found a fork on the ground. <laughs> and all the boys are there. He grabs the shit on the fork. 
And he's like going up to us with the shit. And then the primary school is next door, the playground of the primary school. So D flings the shit into the playground of the of the primary school. I can't believe that. And, and then a teacher spotted us running away from something. So we thought he knew, but he didn't. But he just followed us thinking these boys are up to no good. So we're sprinting. All three of us are running away and hiding and oh, it was hilarious. But the funniest thing about it was they literally had to block off this because it was a, a human species. <laughs> In the primary school, they literally put cones and like rope and like there was a teacher. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. He was like hovering over the shit with his arms like wide, like in an AFL sense shepherding, right? So he's like, because the kids are trying to get a look and he's like just trying to make sure they don't get close to the human shit. It's come from the sky. It's come from the sky just <laughs> Aliens have dropped it down. That's a great memory. Look, uh, again, it's hard. Uh, the van, like just recently, the Queensland trip was amazing. Just that moment in the van, we talk about that all the time. England, we talked about that earlier. That was awesome. And uh, just one day we will sit down and we'll write a book and yeah. we'll talk about all the memories. But th- this whole journey, like it what, always goes through my what, mind. What's, what's, what's your favourite memory from a James Heard interview? Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, the great man had a coughing attack. Yeah. Uh, he, was, he was he had a little bit of a tickle in his throat and he was struggling <laughs> through the interview. And I don't know why. We watch, we've watched this bit of footage more than anything and none of you ever got to see it. We should um, post it. Like We can't post uh-huh. it. The man had a coughing attack and yeah. uh, it was just Dos and D's small talk because we were so in awe it and intimidated so by the man. We were just asking him and talking about, oh, yeah, there's a bit of a cough going around and my girlfriend's passed it on. And uh, Anyway. Yeah. Well, we've already shared the story. So this is from Revens Graham. So Robbie Evans, he's one of my really good close friends he goes boys throwing back to the pod when the lads caught up to watch when me and the lads caught up to watch the world cup match for the socceroos will dos share what really happened when he got back home that night have we, i shared we that face you did share it but uh just re because the uh for those that haven't saw who haven't heard this they might go back and listen so just give us a very brief recap of what yeah happened. went out one night socceroos are playing the socceroos won in, in the world their, cup in the world cup their group stage match the boys went out we were on fire we went to a club Club retro Doss it was. calling people peasants from uh, oh. on top of a, uh, well, we top just, of a podium we were, in a dance club. We were wearing all that Socceroos stuff. We were having the best time and we were pounding drinks. Like They were going down hard and fast. The night finished. It's 4 or 5 a.m. We get back and long story short, end of every, a couple of the boys on the couch were in bed. I think I had one of the boys in bed with me, Huey. Like There wasn't enough room to people sleep. Well, the next morning I have to go to a Christmas function. My girlfriend picks me up. We go. Worst hangover ever. ever. I get a call from one of the boys going, mate, do you remember what you did this morning? I'm like, no, what did you do? What did I do? And they're like, mate, fuck. This morning at like 4 a.m., a couple of boys were on the couch in the lounge and we were like fast asleep and we just heard this like, and they looked up and Doss was just standing in the middle of the lounge room floor, just walked from the bedroom to the lounge room floor. Relieving himself. he was at the toilet and he was just dropping it on the, uh, on the carpet of, of the rental apartment. And uh, D, that later cleaned that apartment you know, from top to bottom barefoot and had no idea that that wetness was my piss. So I remember thinking, gee, the floor's a bit damp. I'm like, what's that? I'm, I'm standing in Wade Cousins' urine. <laughs> Wade Cousins' so There you urine. go, Rob. There you go. You're up next, D. <laughs> Eric, your brother, Ralph, actually, from all the way from uh, the UK. Great question. Eric J. Smith, who taps out first in a wrestling match? I'm going to put my hand up. I'm gonna say me. Yeah, I think I've. Yeah, I think I've got a bit more. I think you've got more um, third letter of the alphabet. Yeah, you, you know a bit more in terms of grappling moves and. Um, I just know how to choke. Yeah, choke somebody out. Yeah, yeah. I I would struggle. I mean, I'd, I'd I'd be on the top rope for sure. I'd yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give bit it a of crack. Nacho Libre. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have a crack at a fog splash or, you know, <laughs> you know, a moonsault or something like you that. You reckon but, if we well, let's say we're both let's say Wayne Maddie, the great Wayne Maddie, former guest of the show, has got us both in the same. Maneuver at the same time, and it's like a challenge. Who who can hold on first to tap out? Do you think you tap for me? I feel like I've got a good pain f- threshold. Yeah, well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe we have to. Maybe we have to do that one day. Maybe it's not necessarily pain. It's probably more like how long. It's just oh, I don't know. It's uncomfortable. How long could you keep your breath for? You'll pass out. Right. Should we make this one the last one? Yeah, last one. Life's teachers. So Michael, he's a, he runs a podcast called Life's Teachers. He's a great bloke. Good man. He's done a bit of work with him, and yeah, he's a good fella. So. His question is... Do you want to uh, quickly read that comment out first? Yeah, wrote, well, he, he said a, a really nice message. He said, just wanted to say, boys, you're ripper blokes and I'm blessed to have met you both. I'm blessed to have met you both. So, Michael, we appreciate that, mate. It's very nice. Uh, another fellow football fan. Um, of the round ball kind. Of the round ball kind. So, he goes, what's the biggest challenge you've faced to get to 150 episodes? 
That's a good question. <sighs> I think that's easy in my mind. The biggest challenge we face to get to, to where we got would be the period that we talk about this all the time, but the period where we get through our first 10 to 20 episodes, we run out of topics and we are coming up with the worst content you guys have ever heard somewhere around, you know, episode 20 to 30. And then we started to rebuild from there. So uh, that were, they were tough, tough times. They were tough times. We did some, you know, we were, again, we were in a massive lockdown. We lived 30 or 40 kilometers from each other at the time. So it wasn't, you can't just bang out good quality content. So we're on Zooms and we're coming up with things. And I, I just think the reason why that was a challenge was because no one was listening at that point. Like our numbers were so low because mm. we weren't even we weren't even promoting it anymore. We weren't even telling people the podcast was out. We just kept pushing it out. Yeah, week by week, we weren't even putting up updates on this nah. is episode thirty or forty. Like yeah. we didn't even do that. Yeah. So and, and the reason why it was a challenge is because we obviously gritted the teeth and got through it, and we we still believe. So that I, that's what I'd say. Well, what about you? If you want to do yourself a favor, guys, go on the Dustin Day Instagram and scroll all the way to the bottom. Don't do that. Uh, Don't do it's, that. Uh, it's not a great look. We Trust should me. delete some of that. No, shit. no. We actually sh- let's think about it. Yeah. Um, what's been in my what opinion do you think the, the biggest, biggest challenge, challenge for us? I think one of the biggest challenges was when we we're over in the UK and I got very very sick. Yeah. That's and we, we had to somehow find a way to. To get an episode out, I think at one point, like, yeah, we both tested positive and we had to find a way to, you know, just to stay isolated and then reschedule interviews and like, mm. it was just a bit of a nightmare. So uh, We stayed very isolated, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. We didn't, we didn't go out. We, we didn't go did. to any we, soccer games. We certainly did not conduct any interviews <laughs> with a positive COVID result. <laughs> we didn't. Uh, yeah, <laughs> That's it, isn't but it? But I don't think she copped it. Actually, yeah. he did write one more, but that is, um, I will just throw this one in. Out of all the episodes you've filmed, which one has impacted you the most in any way? What's the one that's probably impacted me the most? Oh, there's been so many. I'd probably say... It's really tough. I mean, if you're talking about impact, I'd probably have to say... I don't know what uh, to I think say. it's really difficult because they impact you all. But the thing is, when you look back, like you got to remember, we, it sounds horrible. You, you put out an episode... And then, and then you do you do all the clips and you do everything and you're pushing them on social media. But the next week, you're on to the next one and the next one. And it's really hard to think back. Nothing – I mean – I'd I, love to I'd love to give one episode that really impacted me. I, I, I will say this. What, like this is just from what we're doing. Like episodes that I got a lot out of. So, for example, what we're doing in terms of becoming content creators, like interviewing other content creators. Yeah. Like I've got a lot. That's impacted me a lot in terms of like, okay – not alone other people feel the same thing in a similar industry yeah we're not behind we're doing fine like those so episodes. give us some give us some so names. I, I reckon louis and gab that yep. was a really really good episode jenna with the pink yeah you know she was really good as well big following shepmates uh, shepmates as well i think kaden kaden kados and rog like those interviews i really i loved all the interviews but those i got a lot from in terms of someone in a similar field we're trying to get into that field it gave us or gave me at least some yeah, some some good reassurance, some good advice. I know that some of them have impacted a lot of other people. Like we have it, the emotional story shared on the show. We've had we've had people cry. We've had one guest cry, and we walked away and thought, "Oh, did you put that on?" We uh, we were a bit uh, skeptical about that. Yeah, but that's right. It, uh, the one that impacts me, and this is this goes back to our London trip, and it's such a long time ago now. But it was Ryan Hutton, and I think yeah. again, similar to what Doss was saying, just a, a bloke, same age, doing a thing that's a bit different and a bit hard. And I I often think about what we talked about that day and that impacted me positively. So that's what I was saying. Mm. Anyway, that's enough. We'd, sorry if we didn't answer your questions. We've got to get a wiggle on. We'll see you at the outro. I'm going to start this last little bit just saying how proud I am of us and, and what we've done. Because 150 episodes, I think we were saying it last night, we went and got some dinner and we're like, geez, 150. When you, when you type that number in, 150. Most of our episodes are an hour. That's 150 hours worth yeah. of us talking or talking to someone else or listening. And that's 150 hours. Think about how many hours goes into the editing each hour. That's right. Videos, how many videos that is. Um, how much time we spend sourcing, re- guests. sourcing guests and, and back and forth and traveling and being going into state and going overseas and trying to get sponsors in the door and trying to you know do what we do. It's like 150 episodes to do that for that amount of time, that's a huge effort. It's huge. And we don't, because we just, because it's, our, we said last night, it's our day to day. So we don't even, it's never an option not to get an episode out. We've had, like being transparent, we've just had a big, not a big, but a small roadblock hit us before I come back up. I'm going up to Queensland because you've been, in, we haven't even addressed that. You've been in Melbourne this week. I go up to Queensland in four weeks time again to do another batch of content. And we've had a last minute, which happens in this industry, someone pull out. So now it's another challenge to find a guest between now and then, but we will do it because 
we have no other option. And yeah, yeah so I, I, well, I'm proud as well. Because uh, I think A, it's normal, but B, it's just going to keep going. So it's like there won't be long in about 200. And at episode 100, I'm pretty sure I said on that episode, something like we've just interviewed James Hurd and Chris Anstey and a couple of others. Sinclair that point cam sinclair and we're like oh who's going to be in the next 50 like it's so exciting and you kind of look back and in that next 50 is bossy and richo and archie and this goes on kados and tommy like there's just so many people we've been to sydney we've been in the last 50 we've been to sydney adelaide and queensland yeah so it's just like for the next 50 who knows and there could be there could be a uh, another country in there too that we're looking at so Mm. it's just it's really exciting but again honestly we wouldn't be sitting here doing it if nobody listened. So we're very grateful for everybody that tunes in. We know there's people that literally tune in every week. We know there's people that always like our stuff, that always write to us. We really appreciate you guys. Well Thank said. you to everybody that's new here as well. Stay on for the ride. It's uh, it's just getting good. In my opinion, like we're, 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 we're pushing really hard. We've got, we're building this team with Ralphie. YouTube content. We're creating up. fun, enjoyable, entertaining content. content. Yeah, and it's just going to get bigger and better. Yeah, so, so the podcast is just one part of it. And if you want, go over to YouTube, check it out. Subscribe. Because, Seriously, go subscribe. Um, we're having so much fun creating the content. It's it's a lot of DOS vs D challenges. You get to see us, our personality. Vlogging. We've got our vlogs. We did a vlog for Queensland. We'll do another one for the next one. So... Yeah, we're, we're working really hard to create stuff that you guys will love. So. But thank you to everyone that's subscribed, to everyone that listens, that follows, all that stuff. Continue to do that and share the message, pass it on. Let's explode this thing and uh, and get more involved. Seriously, be more interactive. Yeah. Like, message us and share your stories. If you've got a, a segment idea, send it in because we'll do it. Yeah. Thanks Any, again. Anything else? No, that's it. Just, uh, just thanks. Cheers. Sayonara. <laughs> <laughs>